0: Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen.
2: They were keeping it from me! They were keeping all the secrets! Welcome back to Doradus <laughs> I'm David!
0: <laughs> and that's right, this is the latest stop in our journey through the 2015 Robots in Disguise series. Uh, this is the fifth episode of Season 3, first aired May 20th, 2017. Uh, written by david mcdermott Mm -hmm. previously uh seen uh writing strong arms big score
1: oh okay
2: Uh, has he written has anybody written all of the ones with a spring load uh no
1: so it's not one of those things like uh animated lockdown where right only one person was allowed to write him apparently Yes. Yeah, it seems like other
2: shows before this have had more like pet characters mm-hmm. for some writers. As this this show is more more spread out, yeah. which is good generally, although there are there are less recurring villains other than Steeljaw sir not appearing in this season.
1: Aww. He's
0: going to turn up eventually.
1: Good. His voice actor got to be in an episode of The Last of Us because his voice actor oh, right, was in he was the, the game. main
0: Last of Us guy.
1: Yes, so he has they had him oh. as a side mm. character in an episode.
0: And we, we open with the Autobots in pursuit of a of a fleeing Decepticon. This is Zorillor.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zor Sure seems legit it, it's pronounced a couple it's like I couldn't tell if they were saying zoralore or Zorolore.
0: it is the name of an actual animal the uh, the zorilla is also known as the striped polecat or the african skunk
2: Ooh, okay oh okay
0: and it does indeed have a uh a spray like a skunk it's important uh, but because this is robots of disguise. He's not only a skunk guy; he's also an old-timey gangster.
1: <laughs> yo yeah, oh, you he, never keep me alive,
2: see. He's getting really close to that, yeah, palisade, yeah, think, but not quite hitting him but very much in that ballpark of 1950s gangster
0: bit of an edward g robinson uh this is michael yurchak who is i uh, kind of an anime guy anime voice uh video game guy he's
1: uh
0: obito and toby in naruto oh, i don't that, i don't know anybody boo. he's whoever jet the hawk is in sonic i
1: don't i, I don't know jet any. what
0: jet the hawk i i don't know sonic
1: I don't know Naruto or Sonic. I'm sure there's
0: all sorts of lore and or Mpreg fan art about this character.
1: I used to know so, the Sonic Naruto, fandom but then is so going. Oh, shipo. Sonic... That's why I don't. Know. <laughs> Sonic fandom is a lot. Yeah. the that?
0: Anyway, and he's also got a uh He's also got like a laser Tommy gun.
1: Yes, of course he does.
0: He's gonna give you the, to the count of ten. One, two, ten. <laughs> and uh, oddly, the, his father knows that he is a loner, but he uh, he keeps talking about his pal, who he's never gonna let them take.
1: They think maybe he's referring to his gun as his pal, but no, they will find yeah. out. Well, as
0: in, say hello yes. to my little friend.
1: But they find out that that is not actually what he's referring to.
0: No. So they they follow him into his cave hideout. There is a straight up Scooby-Doo, Johnny Quest walls closing spike trap.
2: Yes, yes. After sideswipe amazingly notices there's another pit trap hidden between a holo- find a hologram, but then he triggers the spike wall trap.
0: Yes. And of course, remember this, uh, we have a new addition to our cast in the form of Blur, who is Sideswipe's intern.
1: Also, <laughs> uh, much like Robots in Disguise, we have peril, mortal peril, required to start the episode because we get the spike traps and then yes. we get the opening. Mm-hmm.
0: So they escape. Drift and Strongarm both get skunked, but they, uh, but Drift is able to uh, to send down his uh, his good boys and uh, take the skunk to con down. Yes. Especially once he runs out of skunk juice.
1: So when they're talking yeah. about how <clears throat> weird it is that that he keeps referring to his his like there's someone else there. Drift does. Oh does observe that criminals are often eccentric in their speech mm. patterns. And that just seems like a very... That struck me as a very Batman thing. Yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> Crim- or also a robots in disguise thing. Well, but
1: also, yes. yes, robots in disguise. <laughs> or Transformers yes. in general. Where the but. criminals are often eccentric in their speech patterns. Also possibly a cowardly superstitious lot.
0: Yes. So they take him out, and it turns out his pal is uh, a a a big yellow ball.
2: Oh yeah, but but at first, like he's talking to himself back in the cave, and he has a stuffed teddy bear. That I thought, oh, is that going to be his pal? Is that going to be throughout the entire episode? Because this is one I never saw. I'm I positive ah. I haven't seen this. One. Like some of the other episodes, it's like I don't quite remember. This one does not ring a bell. He's
1: got a giant teddy bear. At one point, they need to escape from a trap, and Bumblebee says, "Rev up and run for it." <laughs> oh, and
2: somebody uses scrud again, because you can't say slag anymore. Yes. Because the British ruined Use that Because the British. Word.
1: I mean, uh, they've been using it that way for a while now. I mean, yes, it did, but there we are We just other discovered things. it.
2: Yes. It, it's just annoying that the slight differences between the two main versions of English are annoyingly weird. It's like but it, it just means molten metal. What are you guys using it for something else for, damn it?
1: <laughs> what, what did you mean? I just yeah. meant the end of my cigarette. What did you mean? Anyway.
2: <laughs> well, that would, it, uh, that one has been on both sides of the pond, and, and also there's the weird bundle of sticks definition that, yes. sure but yes but that one that one's that one I can agree that one's bad it's some of the other ones that British has changed it's like what how why what is this rhyming slang nonsense again which never oh, no. seems to rhyme and it's always non oh I hate rhyming oh, slang no. so much <laughs> anyway how did we get on the hated British uh we're talking scrud. about
0: uh, scrud oh, so anyway okay, right, they, they take this thing and zorilla back to the scrapyard. um Denny just thinks it looks like a uh, a Swedish desk lamp,
2: <laughs> which sure it it just it looks like a mini con ball.
1: One of them seems to think that I think it's Strongarm who responds to that by saying yes, it's clearly very valuable, as though she is assuming that saying that something looks like a Swedish desk lamp implies that it's very valuable and not something that you picked up for twenty dollars at the IKEA. Yeah.
2: So they're, they're all pondering this sort of golden ball. And for the beginning of it, I thought they were like seeing illusions like it was actually a different object to everyone. But it is following a similar theme, but different. Yes. Um, Everybody is fascinated
1: it, by it, except unusually the humans. Because, you know, Denny yes. well, Denny normally is all about some random junk. Well, he, he's, like, one of the first
2: ones to pipe up the, like, as you said, it looks like a Danish lamp or something. So he's interested in it, in that it's a weird piece of junk, mm. He's which is no more uh, usual than anything else he finds.
0: Yes, but but if it is indeed a Swedish desk lamp, then, much like Brick Tamland, the Autobots love lamp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cool.
0: Season coughing. Is so all, well, you yeah, maybe we should call Optimus Prime. He knows about old crap, so cut <laughs> to true. Antiques Roadshow with Peter Cullen.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: And uh, it, it matches the description of the Sphere of Doradus, which, which is an made object Which
2: my ears perk up.
0: To, yes, which is an object that contains a map to the Lost City Doradus, but it's also so full of energy that if you crack it open in the wrong way, it'll
2: explode. And destroy an entire city. Yes. But it's also a myth and shouldn't exist. It just yes, looks it, like that.
0: Yeah, it it it's not real. It's these, the, the sphere is a metaphor, much like the Holy Grail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: sure is a solid looking metaphor.
0: Yeah, the the Autobots are about to go on a real last crusade here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so right, you know they're, they're you know, the Bumblebee agrees. Okay, we'll send it back to you through the space bridge tomorrow. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Wait, what, is there too much traffic right now? Why? why?
0: Listen, you can't get over the... They, they, they bump up the, the Space Bridge toll at peak hours.
2: It just... it That part seemed weird in that there was no explanation of why. Like... Oh, there's a storm. You can't send it now, or any old nonsense. It's just like Bumblebee decides we'll send it tomorrow.
1: No, well, I, mean, I, think I, I think it's pretty clear that it's because he doesn't want to part with it.
2: Yes, well, yes, but but at the start there, it seems like he has more self control than the others who are ultim- overly fascinated with it. Yes, but he, it turns it's only out because only he does barely. a
1: better. <laughs> he's doing a better job of masking, is what it is.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, turns out it's only the humans who can pull off the uh, the Laura Branigan here.
2: Yes, everyone else is pondering that orb. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh no, I didn't think of that one. Oh. I love that meme so much. I don't even know why. <laughs> It's it's because it's so, well, because it it
2: starts, it's very basic wizard doing shit that would be painted on the side of a van. It's just an orb. And there are so many things you can replace the orb with.
1: Also, I got a very good (laughs) good screenshot from an episode of Visionaries with Merklin pottering his orb.
2: Yeah, it's great because anytime anyone else is holding a round object. (laughs) Anytime there's a wizard. And despite when that meme was really big, I don't remember any clips from this episode. Oh, There really should have been, so I guess nobody remembered it, or it just didn't pop up on my Twitter.
0: I mean, nobody really does a lot of pondering of it, they just have to have it.
2: They just need it. Well, there's quite a few scenes of them staring at it or holding it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Even just going on the the TF wiki page, there's a couple shots of someone holding the orb.
1: (laughs) Well, that's because this is an underappreciated series.
2: Yes. Yes, that
1: is true. We are here to advocate for it.
2: Including the fact that I missed half of this season, partially because like they changed when it was airing and or my schedule just changed or something. I don't yeah, know. I like,
1: hardly saw it at it. all, but I, I will say that it's on YouTube now and it's yes. on Pluto TV, so no excuses except like people having things to do and stuff going on in their lives. But other than that, yeah. No excuses. Also we have now wrapped up all the TV shows people need to catch up on about Pedro Pascal escorting a magical child. So we have a break yes. to have experience other shows before we get to another season of Pedro Pascal and a magical child. I want him
2: to voice a magical child in like some animated version.
1: <laughs> he doesn't sound very child, though. I well, no, but I'm sure he can do some voices. Sure, he can manage them.
2: Magical robot child. owns.
0: Anyway, so so Bobby is the one who who is in charge. So he gets to guard it overnight, and you know, Denny finds you know he's up in the middle and he's acting weird, and uh, you know he's oh yeah you know you know we should uh, you know because Bumblebee doesn't want to send it to. Uh, to back to Cybertron because they're just going to put it in a box like uh, like the Ark of the Covenant and they're going to put it away whereas it? it's so beautiful it needs to be in a museum
1: also I like when Denny startles Bumblebee and, and Bumblebee like freaks out and doesn't know who it was and threatens to, to turn him to scrap and Denny's like I have enough scrap
2: Yes, that was good. Yeah, he's all. Like, are you pondering my orb? Yeah. So, are you thwarting you know, you know, my we, plans? No, I have yeah. so much scrap. Look around here. Yeah, we'll put it in
0: a museum. We'll open it up together. Are you taking my museum idea? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like they're they're even against any collaboration.
0: How dare you take my idea to put this in a museum? Hmm. So you know this this wakes up. Uh, you know, the other Autobot sort of, uh, you know, Strongarm tries to sneak it away, and then up, uh, and and gets there, and Blur, Drift, yeah, Fix-It, everybody it wants it.
2: Very slapstick, Three Stooges kind of gags of piling on each other.
1: Fix-It declares that he needs it because, because, science!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, just, Russell wakes up and he figures out that, you know, the, the sphere of Dread is clearly no myth, and it's clearly making everybody go crazy. Hmm. and so eventually Grimlock ends up with it and the, we, we get to a merry chase
2: yes yeah the, the chase is pretty good before like when he gets the ball and runs away Blur says something I forget the exact quote about an involuntary shutdown periods causing electro well, it's, it's supposed to be in or, your
0: dreams but it's in your involuntary
2: <laughs> visions uh, you know, during your shutdown, shutdown period yes it such,
0: it's, it's a little
2: awkward <laughs> it's very awkward but it was like charming from Blur yes it's a little overly wordy, but yes, there's a merry chase where they're chasing Grimlock into an empty, abandoned freeway section, very close to a city. I mean, yes. I assume
1: the idea is that it's like two a.m., so nobody's yeah. out. But well, so these people are was specifically like so. interrupting my commute. So thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're bouncing the ball and catching it and driving with it, bouncing along against their spoiler. Yes. Like, I don't know how Sideswipe carries it in vehicle mode, but does.
0: No, strong on release makes sense. She's kind of got, like, a truck bed.
1: Yeah.
0: And notably, Fixit gets left behind, and once they've all passed him by, he he pretty quickly snaps out of it. (laughs) Yes. Because they're not under its Sphere of Influence.
2: (laughs) Ha ha ha, it's the title. Sphere of Influence
0: is actually a very clever title.
2: It, It is a pretty good title. It's pretty good.
0: Anyway, so so you know there there is a real game of who's got the orb here, but then fi- um, but too. then suddenly you know we we mentioned Doradus earlier in the episode, and so that means spring load time.
1: Yay! It's the boy, My favorite little boy.
0: <laughs> he snags it with his tongue, and it makes him even crazier than normal, which is <laughs> I, extremely it, crazy.
2: Does it? I I get the feeling like everyone else becomes immensely obsessed and focused on this thing I don't think it actually has an effect on him Mm. because he's already fucking nuts
0: it's not possible to go crazier
1: and it's no this is already the thing that he's crazy about so this is still just baseline amount of crazy for him yes it's baseline him
2: well the sphere has other effects later that do hit him because they are variations upon this, but mm-hmm. I don't think the base effect of the sphere of making you obsessed with it and wanting to beat the shit out of everybody else is any different from normal spring load. <laughs> like, it just turns everyone else into spring load. Yeah.
0: And he's, he's screaming at them because they obviously they lied to him about how Doradus isn't real.
2: Yeah. Because they wanted to keep it for
1: themselves.
2: Uh. It almost feels like he was locked in a room with this thing for a couple centuries previously. (laughs) What left in it is this default mode. Yes.
0: So eventually they track him down. So as he races away with this, everybody's head's sort of clear, and they they decide that, you know, it's it's not magical. It's just got some sort of energy-based effect. So tinfoil hat time.
1: Yep. (laughs) Bring out the it's tin foil. The theory, I love yes. Deddy's so, ancient truck. His mm-hmm. like very old, curvy sky yeah, blue pickup truck.
2: Early fifties mm-hmm. looking pickup truck.
0: So yeah, Springload has taken it to uh, to the particle accelerator where he's going to shoot it with a beam, and that's going to open it up, but also possibly uh, destroy the entire city.
2: Hey, we get to reuse the set again that was last shown up in in the episode with the Orangutan mech. Uh,
0: Simicor.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That was Robots in Disguise, Grimlock's New Brain.
2: Ooh. I don't know if there was if they're actually using some of the same backgrounds, but it's basically the same place, because it's got the... Apparently
0: it is the same background, Particle to Wiki, accelerator
2: and stuff. I
1: mean, how many particle accelerators does Crown City have?
0: <clears throat> that is a good question.
1: How many... Other poorly guarded particle accelerators. This Crown city
0: have. Oh no no no! You want to go? You want to go uptown? They have the good particle accelerator. <laughs> do
1: you, Do you normally this
0: one, keep this one's for shit?
2: <laughs> do you normally keep particle accelerators near cities?
0: <laughs> like I think it's not. Chico- I know Chicago used to have one. That's where they first split the atom.
2: Oh, okay. I know because it's it, it's one of those things that. Isn't really that dangerous, but a lot of people consider it dangerous. Like, yes. oh, no it could destroy the universe. No, it's not really going to do CERN that. But
1: scientists don't want to live out in the middle of nowhere just to do their science. They want to have like a target they can go to.
2: Actually, where where is CERN? That's well, in Switzerland. Uh, I know, yeah. but like, how close to any city?
1: <laughs> how close to a populated area?
2: Oh, I spelled it wrong, and the first result was Steinsgate, an anime, which uses CERN but spelled with an S instead of a C.
1: <laughs> I see. Oops. It's like that uh, episode of Young Justice where there's a nuclear power plant in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, or maybe it was Arlington, but they're right next to each other.
0: It says it's near Geneva.
2: Yeah, it, it's. Well, it's close enough
1: to a lake, so it's not really that far, but... And the whole thing is that they don't want it to blow up. They don't want it to to have a meltdown because it's right next to Washington, D.C., and I'm like, yes, Mm. that's why there isn't a nuclear facility there in real life. Yeah, Yeah, it's
2: reasonable distance of Geneva. But, like, on the border between it and, or Switzerland and France, Mm. I guess that's within distance of a junkyard.
0: Anyway, so, uh, so he's trying to get this thing working. They've brought their, their tinfoil. And so, uh, indeed, uh, Drift sends his, uh, his good boys to, uh, Just these to giant, wrap it into it, which does not work.
1: Giant industrial rolls of tinfoil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, If anything, it Mm.
2: makes it worse, but mostly just different in that it gives everyone massive headaches.
0: Yes, it's it's a real Shatner pain. Well, kind of thing.
2: All the robots, massive headaches.
1: It makes everybody to to act like this is G one and Blaster started playing Cold Slither at them. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they all freak out so badly, (laughs) hearing Earth music, except Blaster and Jazz? Everybody else just... ah!
0: Or sometimes it's that weird, like, big band-sounding music.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Like, like, uh, you know, Blaster's out here torturing everybody with Guy Lombardo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, G1, you tried. Mm.
0: Anyway, it seems that something-something energy from the particle accelerator is making the, instead of causing a compulsion and greed, it's causing them pain. Hmm. So there is once more a struggle over the sphere. They sort of work up like this wire coil thing to contain it.
1: Yeah, t- I
2: guess they're trying to make
1: electromagnets. Sort of
0: like a Faraday cage. Also, yeah, at like one that.
1: point, the Minicons are fighting over it, and Drush calls them insolent youths. Yes. <laughs> Which oh god,
0: youths. Good. Youths.
1: Maybe it was youths, it, but still. Did, did
0: you say Utes?
2: <laughs> but yeah, they're fighting. They put a tarp over Springload and he wants his precious, the, the merciful spirits have granted it to him. It's his belongs. Yeah. It's mine. But it's like everybody else is jumping on the <clears> wall. <throat> Grimlock is staring at the shiny glowing orb.
0: Shiny. So Denny and Russell, you know, so they, everybody's sort of, you know, shattering it up here. Danny Russell are trying to get this thing out of here, but it's really heavy. And Springload, they kind of put it like a big sheet over Springload, Mm -hmm. I guess, because he has like the acidic secretions.
1: Yes, they mentioned that before that he has, and that's how he got into the facilities. I guess he just rubbed himself up against the wall (laughs) until it burned away. (laughs)
0: And then, and so, you know, Spring-Load tries to grab for it, and after, you know, a likely sequence of it being passed from, like, highway overpass to highway overpass, (laughs) it falls about six feet and just shatters into a billion pieces.
2: Well, it was glowing at that time, for reasons.
1: Also, in there, we get a very fancy transformation sequence for Spring-Load, like we don't normally get for Decepticons. Yeah. And yes, again, Grimlock is being mesmerized by the ball. It's like, think of something that think of something else you like, like punching. And he's like, oh, I love punching. I love
2: punching. <laughs> to which I expected him to punch the orb, but no. instead he punches Springload. Yes. A, did, it's a to pretty me, good fight. Did it look like, when the orb breaks, to me mm-hmm. it looked like, oh,
1: there's a star map inside. <laughs> It mm. did definitely mm. look like there was the the inside surface of it definitely had stuff going on. And maybe this is like we're just no to look for things like this from more than meets the eye. But but yeah, it definitely yes. looked like something inside. Or the original robots
2: in disguise. That too. I oh meant it's full of O parts. No yeah. stupid O parts But instead they after they stuffed spring load in a tube they throw the parts of it in a trash compactor. Like, sure. Wouldn't you at least want to send it back to Prime to Uh, study the
0: remains? I mean, they don't want to risk that it might still have the effects. And notably, the part where it's full of energy and will explode, that apparently was a myth. Because it just shatters harmlessly. I'm going to choose
1: to believe that the the energy just dissipated over time. Like, it used to Hmm. be there. It's just not there anymore. It's past its expiration date.
2: It seems like a weird finish though. yeah, let's just crush this thing that was causing so much trauma, when normally we lock it away or send it back to Cybertron or something.
0: I mean, this thing's cursed. I say you put it in the garbage compactor.
1: I- <laughs> yes. It's pretty cursed. Sure. But then,
2: it, as it's being crushed and dying, it displays a little map, of course. Oh, no! It the was map! the key to Doradus. Yes.
1: Oh, the map!
0: And Springload will never know. Yeah.
2: Aw, oh, that's rough. And this
0: is sadly his last appearance on Robots in Disguise.
2: Aw, oh, damn rough. it. rough. Which means it's his last appearance anywhere. Yes.
1: I Which mean, like, oh, the-, the world hasn't come to an end yet. There is still time. <laughs> I know, but it's like, like,
2: okay. this show has lots of mm. weird, mm. memorable bad guys. So many. Who, I, I'd like to say, well, Other than just Steeljaw, who's at least shown up in an IDW comic, I'd like to salvage a couple more, including Springload. Like, he's a lunatic, but in an interesting (laughs) way, he's an archaeologist who's overly obsessed. That is something different from Transformers. Mm -hmm. It's something
1: new and
0: exciting. I enjoyed this one a lot. I mean, it, it, Springload is one of the better recurring villains on the show. I think this is a pretty good send-off for him. And I enjoyed yeah. uh, all the Autobots acting like weirdos.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's good to have them acting out of character and see what they're obsessed with. Mm-hmm.
1: Throw something new and fun in there.
2: Trying to murder each other. Yes.
0: <laughs> all right, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner.
2: Oh, yes. This week on 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 5-Man Five Shining Handsome
1: Youth Ooh, Shining and handsome mm-hmm.
2: it, We start in media's rest Because the bad guys turn Are flipping channels And they see The rangers are getting their ass kicked By a monster bee woman Named Killer Queen Or Queen Killer but my brain Dynamite just like,
0: with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind.
2: <laughs> I was figuring that would happen, so I didn't even bother to look <laughs> up the lyrics. So my notes are all just referring to her as Killer Queen. Anyway, she's apparently some other alien warlord who came to Earth to suck the life out of flowers and plants because she's a bee wasp monster. Uh-huh. Ed is just beating up the Rangers because they're there. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's well, first. She's just f- <laughs> she's fencing with the pink Ranger because it's pink focused episode, and beating her up with, with her little rape or epe. rapier, just th- th- fencing sword, fencing sword. Yeah. Anyway, knocks Pink into a river. Then the other Rangers show up. She beats them up too. Then she flies to the bad guys' base. Taunts them by knocking a couple of them around and tells them, Oh, you guys aren't conquering this planet. I am leaves and they're like, Wait, what? Are we working with her? And but like the grandmother Meadow, the the, the ultra bad guy of the group, who's just a floating sky face in the sky, is like, Yeah yeah, let her do our her shit and kick the ranger's ass. Just follow her bind her and then we'll kill her later. Anyway, uh, um, the rangers wash up on a beach after being knocked into a river. And they're like, oh, where the fuck's Pink? Oh no, her morpher is here. Where is she? Cut to her waking up in a bed in the house of a scientist who she ends up flirting with like he's messing with technology to create a crystal that will help plants grow? Question mark? It's very weird. He's he's sure. science boy, it's a meat cute, and it's plant related because the monster of the week is trying to kill plants by sucking the life out of them. <laughs> so she could use the the gemstone to empower herself somehow again. Reasons. And of course she she arrives at the science lab <laughs> while they're having the meat cute. It's like, Ooh, what's that? Ooh, it's a shiny, gimme They just run into the rest of the episode where, where they're outside like, um Billions, the, the my, my favorite, the bad guys, and some goons are like harassing the other and rangers. Billions. While Pink is still fighting the the monster of the week, Killer Queen, but she doesn't have her morpher so she's doing it unmorphed and without a sword against a fencing bee monster. <laughs> and then, and she's well the bee monster trying to get the rock from the scientist, and is like, "No, no, don't hand it over to her. She's." Take over the planet, question mark. And, and, and while Pink is fighting, she's also having flashbacks to her family on the alien world. They were trying to repopulate by growing flowers there, because that was the first episode. And it's like, oh, that ties into this science guy. It's like, oh, she likes him even more, but she's getting her ass kicked by a bee monster. I hate it and when that then eventually happens. the... Eventually, the other rangers do show up, give her a morpher, and then then they fight, and then they still get their asses kicked by the bee monster because apparently she's more powerful than a regular monster of the week because she's a killer queen. And <laughs> where was it? Oh yeah, but then like the the, the science guys finally got it. "It's like no, take the shiny rock, just stop killing them." But then the rock decides, "No, I'm going to atomize." And somehow heal the rangers, even though it was a rock he was designing to help plants grow, not heal people but whatever nonsense magic, it dissipates the rangers (coughs) are all healed then they kick the monster of the week's ass meanwhile, Billions chuckles, Billions is smirking because the bee monster is beaten up and then he just summons the giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Mecha that absorbs her and like Normally, because it's their mo- their own monster of the weeks, so like, oh, the monster's weak, it gets absorbed into the giant and subsumed into the giant mega weapon. But this, this alien bee monster is like, no, I don't want to be sucked into that. That will take away my soul or whatever the crap. <laughs> it's like, she's already dying, but this seems worse. <laughs> like her complaining, but then she gets sucked up into the giant, it becomes her form. Fights the Rangers, your usual giant robot fight. They win, uh, and then, then the wrap up is uh, the scientist Pink goes to the scientist's lab because I guess he disappeared when the giant robot fight happened, and he left a note saying, "Oh, I have to leave. I'll continue my research." And then you see a shot of an. Aust- well, I'm assuming it's an Australian airline, the one with a kangaroo on the tail, Qantas. Qantas? Yes. I didn't bother to look it up. I was like, wait, he's going to fucking Australia. Yay! But it, the, with with the hopes that when all this monster's trying to conquer the Earth nonsense is over, I can come back and see you again
1: so he won't appear in another episode. In the meantime, I'm fucking off to Australia. Yes, because <laughs> that's a common thing
2: where when a ranger has a focus episode and they get a romantic interest that seems like Oh, this is going to be going forward. Most of the time, that romantic interest
1: fucks off to Australia or whatever like this. <laughs> going to say specifically Australia?
2: <laughs> no, it's like they, ha- they have to do something or they need to get relocated because they were some other kind of scientist that the bad guys are trying to capture or whatever. Most of the time, the romantic interest doesn't last more than a two-part episode. Mm-hmm. The only one I can think of where it's a running thing is... And I think they get together at the end is, uh oh, what's it called, um, Ginga Man? Mm-hmm. Where they're, they're, well, I don't need to explain much of the plot of that. It's rangers who ride horses fighting space pirates with their giant sleeping Godzilla that they're trying to reawaken to conquer the planet. Dingham. And the blue ranger of that, who is the sweetest boy, who is a very large himbo. <laughs> gets together with a teacher who, I'm watching it in another Discord, we're more than halfway through the show and, like, there's been three episodes of that going on, of him encountering the teacher and they're all delightful episodes that often end comedically for the Blue Ranger, Goki, because he's just the sweetest big himbo (laughs) and I want him to be happy Aw, characters can't be happy Oh, I know they can't be happening. But but yeah, this was a fun episode with Killer Queen (laughs) that just reminded me of of the trope of romance in Zendai. Was that a cat?
1: Yeah, Benjamin was purring into the mic. That was my big boy for a change.
0: And that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. But until then, we are all over the internet. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon.
1: Yes, we are hosted on net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses, at Patreon.com slash underground. For the month of April, we will be celebrating Earth Day with a, an episode of Captain Planet where uh there are a bunch of different villains so we get to hear a delightful sampling of the celebrity guest cast in this episode uh Mm -hmm. so we will be discussing that over on our patreon special for april uh for as little as a dollar a month you can listen to all of our patreon specials we've done uh which we're over 50 of them at this point and there's a lot of really fun stuff in there uh, so yeah, that is patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. Uh, I have also set us up an Iag- Iacon Underground account over on my Mastodon server. Uh, so that is at Iacon Underground, all is one word, at retro.pizza. Uh, if you want to uh, see when we post new episodes, uh, I'm gonna try to do more sharing, like, Transformers news uh, to that. And I'm gonna see about giving that a little more use uh, as I figure out how to do multiple accounts on mastodon a little more efficiently mm. so
0: all right so until next time when we meet some more of the stenticons I'm Rob
1: I'm Jen the power is
2: yours